0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Seasonal Tokens Podcast, where Polar interviews people so you can do more
1: investing and less gambling. Hello, everyone. It is Polar here from Seasonal Tokens. Welcome on another episode of the Seasonal Tokens Podcast. And today we have Mark from Smart Box. And in this episode, you'll hear his thoughts about the current situation with meme coins, cryptocurrencies, blockchain, the tokenization. Is this actually the new trend? Should you go and check it out? Should you invest in it? What you should do next in in the current market? In all cases, what you're going to hear, it's not a financial advice. It's an opinion from me or from Mark. So if you are in crypto investing, you should definitely listen to this episode. Enjoy. Okay. So uh, thank you very much, Mark, for accepting my invitation.
0: You're welcome. I appreciate you having me on.
1: Yeah. So um, let's see how much value we can provide this time. So Mark. Can you introduce yourself with a few words?
0: Yes. Uh, my name is Mark Fidelman. I run a company called Smart Blocks.
1: Okay. Okay. And um, what's your background? So
0: I have uh, about 20 years of marketing and sales experience. Um, done everything from frontline salesperson to head of marketing for large companies. And um I'm, uh, I've been focused on the blockchain and uh, what I call security tokens for the last four years. And um, my company brings people public via tokenization or if you've got an asset that you want to uh, basically bring public, uh, which I call tokenization, um, that's, that's pretty much uh, uh, what we do.
1: Okay. But I suppose that uh, <laughs> there has been life before crypto for you so can you share more about about that of
0: course so my uh i started off as a salesperson and um quickly found myself in the marketing department trying to tell them what to do Uh, and they try to shoo me out of the marketing organization because they're like oh it's just a sales guy what does he know about marketing and this went on for a couple of years until they finally said, hey, we got to appease this guy. He's oh, he's our biggest critic. So let's just do it, he says, for one campaign. Uh, and then they they allowed me to run the campaign with their resources and it ended up working. So uh, from that point, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm not just a salesperson. I know what I'm doing with marketing. I know what salespeople need in order to be successful. This is B2B sales. And uh, so I started thinking about okay maybe i'm in the wrong profession maybe i should move over to the marketing profession and so that precipitated a series of events that moved me from from sales to marketing
1: Oh, okay that's that sounds like a really interesting like uh, intersection of of these two type of professions Yeah. right so uh and now you are focused only on web3 right
0: yes uh exclusively
1: Exclusively. Yeah. Okay. So uh, because you said that you have been around for more than four years, and I think that somewhere I, re- ro- uh, I read that um, you have had a contact with cryptocurrencies uh, in 2016. Am I right? That's
0: right. That's when I first uh, decided that it, crypto was here to say, and it wasn't a, a Ponzi scheme.
1: Okay. And what has changed your mind actually?
0: Uh, Ethereum changed my mind. At at first, I'm like, how could someone just invent a currency? And that was Bitcoin at the time. And then, you know, just start claiming, hey, this is going to replace all the currencies around the world. You know, that was kind of their mantra back then. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. We don't know who these people are. Who's Satoshi Nakamoto? And then uh, Ethereum came along, and I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. There's smart contracts, you could build on top of that. Uh, what I thought was just currency is not currency. It's more of a platform. You know, I I, I was kind of using the analogy of you know the Windows operating system, and that uh, you could build on top of it and, and create things out of these tokens with smart contracts that you could never do with money or f- what we call fiat in the industry. So that's what changed my mind. And, and then from that point on, although I didn't jump straight into cryptocurrency full time from that point on, it's it's been uh, a big interest in mine.
1: Okay. And uh, I suppose that uh, during your journey, you have you have seen many people having the same doubts as you and also like misbelieving in, in crypto. Are there any misconceptions to, that you uh that you stumble upon very 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 often
0: well unfortunately you know the industry it does a bad job of policing itself and we've let a lot of i'd say criminal elements or people that are acting nefariously uh, into crypto and in pitching these ponzi schemes and uh it just doesn't look good on on the industry and it invites regulation like you know from the sec and other places because people are losing money and um you know i i, I said that's on us we we actively don't speak up when we see something like peppy coin out there um mm. which is based on a meme there's no intrinsic value there's no value at all uh it's a modern day for to me it's a modern day ponzi scheme and you should not participate and so, when we allow these things to continue to happen, you know, you're you're inviting all these problems, uh, which is why I moved into security tokens about six months ago.
1: Okay, but um, for example, the meme that you just mentioned is like a sensation right now, and it has more than sixty thousand holders, if I'm not wrong. So, it still looks like that people are believing in. Uh, Cheat coins, meme coins, and so on. So, uh, do you think that it's actually that bad for, for the industry, for some people to to make money, and for others to try to how to how to say to convince them that this is possible without uh, doing much work, actually?
0: Well, let me ask you this: If you went to a casino and you had everyone putting money into this casino and they're all seeing a lot of jackpots. But at the end of it, you realize that these jackpots were manufactured and designed to only a, a reward the founders of it. And then maybe a few early, early people that got in because they just said through caution, the wind and through, you know, twenty, 000, thirty thousand $30,000 at this. And at the end of the day, that casino goes bankrupt. Uh, because there's just nothing to it. There's, there's, it's a casino uh, without anything in it, and so you get enough of those, and enough people get hurt by this constant, you know, um, cause I I don't know what you'd want to how I'd want to uh, analogize it, but you know, you get hurt by all these fake casinos out there, then. You are going to develop a bad reputation. People aren't going to trust it, and then when you have real value, you know, tokens with real value, and in, that are have uh, or that do have intrinsic value, then uh, that's just going to be harder for those real tokens and those real projects uh, to get traction. Because you know, if you talk to the average person nowadays, they think crypto is a scam.
1: Yeah, and also what I am noticing is um, actually what you're saying ma- makes total sense and i i agree with what you just said um but uh, what what i have noticed is that there is also another e- effect of these meme coins is that the people that are joining crypto or are already in crypto they expect all new projects to to go through a similar hype phase and if it doesn't go through this phase they, they just uh sell or don't jump into this project have you noticed the the same trend yeah i think there are many examples
0: of of coins that have not gone through that phase because for one reason or the other they don't want to pump it up and then be open to a wells notice here in the united states because as soon as you deem as, as soon as you put out there that there's an expectation of profit or show any kind of uh behaviors towards hey you know you're gonna make money on this it, it's a security so peppy coin is a security there is an expectation of profit there's no other reason the coin exists but um i haven't studied it because i don't delve into meme coins too hard um but it's probably decentralized uh, i don't know if we know who the owners are or if they are they're in a different country they're not in the united states and um you know, they'll probably get away with it because uh, if they've done it in a decentralized way, there's nothing you can do in the United States. They don't have jurisdiction. But that doesn't mean that's something that you should jump into. That doesn't mean that should be the sign for whether a coin's be going to be successful or not. It should be, hey, what are the fundamentals of this? What are they trying to do? And how are they going to make money in the future? And if you can't answer those questions, run
1: yeah, which brings us to, to the topic of uh, how people are doing the, their own research. So um, I'm sure that uh, you have your own way of doing research. I have noticed by talking with many people on the podcast and not only on the podcast that almost everyone has a different way of like doing this research. There are a few steps that, of course, are common, but there are also one or two things that. Um, each of us is making in a different way so are there such steps for you that you believe most people are are not doing in
0: terms of research of cryptocurrencies
1: yeah yeah
0: i, I don't think 99 percent of them do the research um they're just following the pack you know what's hype what's the biggest hype at the time and w- listening to a few influencers that are just trying to enrich themselves this is not true across the board i'm, I'm just giving you a scenario uh, and then they just jump in, hoping that they'll get quick, you know, get uh, rich quick. It's this has been something that's plagued humanity since the beginning of time. So it uh, it doesn't surprise me that it's continuing now. That doesn't mean um, you know that all of crypto is bad and all of crypto is doing is so they're not. There are some real projects uh, that are doing really good things. Like uh, I like to use XRP. Bitcoin, if it can become some sort of a substitute for fiat that's out there, is going to be amazing. Uh, obviously, Ethereum, where you're building on top of it. If really, any of the platforms out there where you can build on top of, they're providing real utility. Other than that, um, if they're not, and there's no intrinsic value, they're not providing a true utility without an expectation of profit. They're security tokens.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it makes sense. Uh, but i i didn't hear actually your your steps of of doing the the research are you open to to share to share them of course well
0: you got to remember i've moved into security tokens so i i look at these things more like a stock so first of all i break down okay what is it to, what problem is this you know particular token solving and um in my space, it's always backed by something. So I have to look at the underlying asset, whether it's real estate, whether it's a company, whether it's a portfolio of, of intellectual property, you know, I'm I'm just, you know, you could tokenize really anything of value. And, um, I look at that and I say, okay, what is the expected return here? And if it's not, if it doesn't meet my, my, my threshold, you know, I, I'll, I'll move on. Or if I look at it and like, you're have tokenizing real estate projects with office buildings. Now, unless that's like a fund or a a token that's uh, backed by distressed office buildings that you got really cheap, that would be a really bad investment. So, you know, I kind of, without going too deep here, I first look at, okay, what is it that it's backed by? What's the intrinsic value? So if it's Ethereum, the intrinsic value is other people are building on top of it. And there's ways to profit from it um, because of the, the, the ecosystem that that's in Ethereum. I mean, almost everyone uh, in every wallet is compatible with Ethereum, which is a good thing. So if you're building on your top of Ethereum, you're, pretty much your token is compatible with, with all the wallets that are out there. There's some exceptions, of course. So there's a lot of value there. Uh, and then I look at, okay, what's the long-term capability of this particular token or coin of its own its own blockchain and i kind of try to examine it. i look at the future i'm like is this really the reality of the future is this what i see a lot of demand here is this going to make people's lives better and if the answer is no i pass uh, you know you're not going to be right 100 of the time i try to stay in my lane with things i i know. If I go outside of it, I, I just don't invest in anything outside of my my expertise. And then I, I look at, okay, are there, did they make any, none of these co- tokens in the space, crypto space, make any kind of projections. That automatically makes them a security token. But I would look at it and I'm like, okay, how is this going to make money in the future? Um, And typically, if it's crypto, they're not putting on any kind of projections. So you can't, you'd have to guess at analyzing it. If it's a security token, then they put out a prospectus, and you can kind of look at okay, does this make sense or not with the, what what they're putting out there? And then if it meets, um, I think I said this already, but if it meets my investment threshold, you know whatever that is, do I need to make ten percent? Do I need to make twenty? Um, are the benefits to a security token or the benefits to the utility token, like via smart contract, uh, worth it? Does the NFT, you know, do I see the NFT? In 20 years, do I see these NFTs trading at the levels that they're at now? Hell no! I wouldn't buy a first-generation NFT. But if you buy, buy an NFT backed by something like, you know, uh, a rental property, for example, then yeah, absolutely, real estate's proven throughout time to to always go up. So it's this analysis of, you know, a, a one-year, five-year, 20-year time frame, and then I make the determination. Yeah, this makes sense or or no, it doesn't.
1: Yeah. So back to the question of like who is behind the project, what are they planning to do? How they are going to do it. Was their roadmap? Was there a white paper? And the fundamentals as a whole in in the business, right. Right. It it doesn't matter if you're talking about web three or web two, in the end of the day, it's like almost the same when we're talking about projects that have utility.
0: Yeah, and, and also okay, who who's behind it? Well, who's behind Peppy Coin?
1: I can't answer this question because I'm not much in this uh, coin, yeah. and I haven't even invested in it. Right, by the way.
0: good for you. <laughs> but it doesn't even matter who's behind it if the if the fundamentals are so jacked up that there's no possibility of it being successful long term but yes uh team matters you're absolutely right i should have said that you know have they had successful projects before where do they come from do any of them have criminal records (laughs) you know we've come across a few of those uh these are important questions to to also ask in, in research and it's tough because a lot of these things aren't provided they don't have to there's no regulations around it
1: yeah Absolutely. But we know that uh, if they are looking for big investment for um, uh, venture capitalists or something like that, they have to provide this information. Otherwise, there is no much chance to actually get the invest- investment, especially these days when uh, where um, I see more and more venture capitalists are becoming more and more strict when they're deciding where to invest money or not. But I suppose Uh, you have more experience than me in in that. So are you seeing the same thing?
0: Well, how do we know the venture capitalist isn't involved in the Ponzi scheme?
1: That's true. Yeah, that's also possible, yes.
0: I mean, any venture capitalist that's investing in these meme coins, uh, I seriously question.
1: Mm. Yeah, but uh, I'm not sure that uh, meme coins are, are that courageous these days to go to a venture capitalist i would say more like a, a real security token would go to a venture yes. capitalist or to like a family office
0: right you're exactly right um that is in fact that's where it's going to go in in the united states it, everything's going to be a security token it's, unless you can truly prove a utility i i actually think um, XRP as a utility and a very good one at that. The why the SEC is picking on them, I don't know, but I think the SEC is going to lose that lawsuit. But I digress.
1: Yeah, I I believe the same thing and, uh, same thing. And but if <laughs> the opposite happens, I think there will be a lot of trouble in in the crypto industry. Even though I suppose that uh, if XRP lose this uh, this court. Uh, deal i suppose they will try to fight it back right
0: oh no they'll do a, they'll do an appeal um for sure but it will set the tone it will put everyone on alert that you better become a security token and and that's what we do you better become a security token you better follow the law at least in the united states here if you want to have u.s investors or they're going to come after you um and it's really there's exceptions to the sec regulations there's reg d reg a reg cf they 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 have them Um, it's just another process that you have to go through yeah so it's not that difficult to do it um but you have to change your reporting if there's there's some things you have to change but it's not it's not that difficult
1: yeah but uh, most projects are afraid of going through that because they're putting Themselves somehow in in a risk of uh, of being attacked by SEC, which these days looks like uh, a standard procedure.
0: Not if they use one of the exemptions. The SEC is not going to go after them unless they are a fraud. If you use an exemption, you you don't have to you don't have to go through an SEC process. You might have to register, but it's not a, something they can reject uh, because there's an exemption that you're doing. Uh, as long as you follow the exemption legal process, which again isn't that difficult.
1: Yeah. So if it is not that difficult, why projects don't don't want to go through that? Because do you have an explanation for that.
0: Uh, okay. There's there's two reasons. Um, the first is they don't know what they don't know, uh, and the second is there's at this point it, with security tokens, there's not a lot of exchanges that handle it yet. They're coming. Um, but they're they're not there yet, so there's not a lot of liquidity. There's there's not a lot of chances for that coin uh, to go up dramatically, like you know some people in crypto are, are used to. But if if I see a project and it goes up like Peppy Coin, I run. <laughs> unless I'm, well, I wouldn't do this. But unless I'm in first, you know, like any Ponzi scheme, you want to be the 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 people at the top of the pyramid. And not at the bottom because those are the ones that are suckers and those are the ones that are going to lose money. So uh, with security tokens, if, if you're looking at this industry, you see you know, there's not a lot of liquidity. Yeah, there's not a lot of liquidity yet, but there's more and more coming every day because a lot of the big institutional investors and the family offices and high net worth individuals are, are starting to understand that a lot of this credit. We don't have any visibility into this crypto. How do we know it's real? How, how do we know? It, so they're turning to security tokens, and saying, "Oh, okay, this is what I'm familiar with. When I invest in a a real estate project, for example, I get the same disclosures, but it's better because I can trade the token if I want to move out of that investment. I don't have to wait six years until it clears. And there's transparency. You know, the the blockchain will tell you everything that's happening to this asset. You can see it." So you're not going to get the surprise you know you have fraud in these private corporations these private real estate projects but when it's when it's blockchain based it's it's a lot harder you can still commit fraud obviously but it's a lot harder because you get to see everything that's happening
1: yeah uh which brings us to to the question of the token uh, tokenization which is like a trend, I would say, in, in the crypto industry at the moment. So what do you think are some of the fundamentals of, of this tokenization?
0: Well, the fundamentals, think of it like a stock, um, but way cheaper to bring public. Uh, there's not as many reporting requirements of, of going public. Um, that's why there's exemptions. But there's, it's actually backed by something real. Like gold or real estate or intellectual property or a company, I mean anything that you can value um, offline or or, or uh, traditionally can be securitized by tokens put on a an exchange and, and it's tradable. Um, my recommendation at this point is, you know, unless you're going to raise less than five million dollars, that you only um put something on a blockchain that's worth more than five million dollars. But uh you could certainly secure it you could certainly tokenize your house. I don't know if it would be worth it, but you could do it. Uh why I'd say it wouldn't be worth it is because you still have to file there's a exempt it's called a Reg Reg C F, which is a crowdfunding initiative. You still have to go through that process for your house and, and issue tokens based on that, uh which you can you could do it to non-accredited investors. But just the pro- the process would be too difficult unless you have a twenty million dollar house you wouldn't want to do it uh anyway so uh, it, the point is is with tokenization, you are fragmenting an investment and opening up to the masses plus you're giving it transparency and liquidity um and I mentioned there's low liquidity in security tokens right now, but it's, it's a lot more liquidity than holding a piece of paper for 5 or 6 years and um uh the ability for the issuer to do smart contract type things anything in crypto you could do with security tokens so you can get incredibly creative and that means defi you can move the project that you've just tokenized into a defi situation and borrow from it or lend against it or you know all the other creative things that you could do with with defi it's it's all compatible so we're just starting right now um and there's gonna be some really creative projects that are kicking off that make people a lot of money legitimately
1: yeah it's it's the beginning but i think uh it definitely has the the potential and when i'm saying the potential can you share more about your vision when we're talking about the transformational potential of the tokenization
0: i'm sorry could you repeat that
1: yeah so Can you share more about your view when we are talking about the transformative potential of this tokenization? And it has a rhyme.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so imagine uh, there's 3.9, no, $390 trillion worth of real estate in the world that is not public. Like it's not in a REIT. Um, and then you add to it all the different types of debt instruments like mortgages. You add to it all the bonds that are out there that, that can be tokenized, the stocks that can be tokenized here in the US and then traded anywhere in the world. Right now, if you're outside the United States, good luck buying a US stock. If you add all that up and you make it liquid in these security token markets, I mean, you've just unlocked so much value, not only for the issuer, because now they've got access to a global stage, but also to people in different parts of the world that could never invest in a property in California before. And and so I think once you open up markets like that, the potential's kind of endless. Where you raise money from, how you make money, I mean, I think a a, a smart entrepreneur would buy these security tokens from companies and real estate projects from all over the world and uh or you know parts of the world that are growing the fastest everyone wins in that situation everyone and as long as they maintain some sort of reporting or some sort of uh, capabilities that you know if you screw people over you know, there's there's some there's some real teeth behind that um I definitely feel like this is the future. There's no reason that innovation won't stop uh, once once we see it and once we see the value of it. It's just going to continue. Uh, and so I, I feel like tokenization is the future. There's a lot we probably have to get done first before it becomes the norm. But uh, that's those things are happening behind the scenes.
1: Yeah, and uh, do you see some industries? Um Except, of course, the, the real estate that have the potential to jump on it immediately and benefit from it.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I just did a Instagram video on this. There's three tokens right now that are being traded, these security tokens that are paying dividends. And one of them is a, a Bitcoin mining operation. And they're just giving out, you know, a percent of their profits every single quarter. There's another exchange that gives away 40%. Of its profits every every quarter called INX Exchange. They don't even have to give up equity. That's the beauty of security tokens. You don't have to give up equity. You could just say, Yeah, we're going to give you a percent of our positive cash flow. I mean, you could program it to do anything. Uh, so there's these tokens that are out there that if you just slowly started to invest in, they pay more than you know the dividend stocks that are out there, and you actually are you know part of their business. You could do really well just doing it that way instead of like trying to buy a real estate property. I know, you know, Gen X, I'm sorry, Gen Z and Gen Y, uh, they don't have the money that I had as a Gen Xer back then the, to buy these things. Well, you could step into it slowly, accumulate a portfolio, and sooner or later you're going to be the, the person that's able to buy these things because you invested slowly but smartly in these, these security tokens. There's just not a lot of them yet that are paying dividends, but believe me, they're coming online here.
1: And you're the person that is helping with that, right?
0: <laughs> <clears throat> that is correct. <clears throat> that is correct. <laughs> it's it's me and uh, a bunch of other uh, companies.
1: Yeah, because I haven't heard actually about many others that that are are doing that. Like it's more like uh, uh, come to us, uh, we'll help you with your um, ICO or something like that, but uh, not, we are going to help you to tokenize your project. Right, yeah, and
0: and there's a reason for that. Obviously, going through an ICO is a lot easier, but you should know that it's fraught with risk. Everyone knows what's happening here in the U.S. If you're in the U.S. with the SEC, they're claiming almost everything is a security. So do you want to get shut down and go to jail, or do you want to follow the law, even though I'm the, the SEC's biggest critic, um, where they haven't put out these guidelines, it's it's so ridiculous. If if you watch the the Gensler hearings here in the U.S., um, he couldn't answer a single question around what is a security and what is a utility. It was it was sad, really. But anyway, you know they they're the regulatory body and they're the ones that get to send wells notices, which is just a notice that we're going to sue you if you don't do X, Y, or Z, or we're going to sue you and there's nothing you can do. You don't want to be one of those people because you've got to fight the uh, government body and you know unless you got a lot of money in the bank like ripple they're going to tank you just on, even if you're right they're going to tank you legally so if you go through an exemption process you know you just say look we're exempt here's the uh here, here's how we're exempt and here's what we do to to follow that exemption and that's it case closed
1: yeah but probably uh, like you said most of the projects don't know about what they don't know and how they can achieve that so that's why they're staying away from that. Uh, I suppose there are some costs involved in, in that, which are probably also pushing people away. I'm also not that much informed about that. But yeah. So let's get a few steps back because um, some of our listeners are just starting their journey. So uh, I, I doubt that, that they will um like be more interested about tokenization of their project while they don't know anything about cryptocurrency. So uh, my question for you, Mark, in that case is if you have to start your crypto journey again from zero, yeah, how this would look like for you? What you would do different? How you would start it? Where you would start getting knowledge from? And everything that a beginner should actually do to start
0: it's a very good question if if i were going to start all over again um i do what i did six months ago which is start learning about the security token market and you know, bypassing all of the utility tokens which are going to be deemed securities here you watch um and especially with these new CBDCs coming out from the, these countries are issuing, and the U.S. ultimately is going to issue, and then um, really study the early stock market and how that came to be. Uh, look at regulation that is potentially coming. You know, there's nothing really serious on the table, and I haven't heard anything from the SEC that says here's what a security token is, here's what a utility token is, but you. You could study these markets, and you could study uh, some of the tokens and projects that are coming online, and you could say, yeah, this makes more sense to me. I want to invest in a bunch of real estate uh, security tokens, because it's backed by real estate in areas that are growing, or the story of, of this company that is putting out half their equity via security tokens makes a lot of sense to me, you know, like a, a an angel investor of EC would look at it and I, I would begin to think, okay, the market, the crypto market is going to go more towards what the stock market is with its own special set of rules. And because it's more dynamic than the stock market with smart contracts, it'll be the future. I, I'd want to get in early enough and, and start mastering the concepts with security tokens and, um tokenization of of uh of assets to Dep- you know depending on what you want to do if you're just strictly an investor just stick with hey just start studying all the co- all the projects that are coming online and yes there's not liquidity of cryptocurrency but you still get the underlying value you still get the dividend you still get uh, all these things that are happening and then recognizing in a year or two liquidity will come all we need in the security token industry is one big popular project uh, to come online and that changes everything for example what if SpaceX says okay we're just going to issue you want to be a have a part of spacex we're going to issue a security token and there'd be a mad rush to buy these things trust me and it's not harder than buying crypto the only depending on how how spacex does it uh you you have to be an accredited investor or you don't have to be one, but it, it depends on how they would raise money. But you, you they could certainly put out a, a non-accredited investor offering and you could just buy it just like you'd buy crypto. Actually, it's even better. You could use fiat because you're following the law. So you could actually use fiat to buy it and and then get returned to security token. So um, that would be my advice to, to anyone starting out in the security token space. I would see the writing on the wall here in the US, I don't know, I can't speak for outside the US, that most of these things are going to be deemed securities and you might as well get ahead of it.
1: Okay. M- makes total sense. And I think that this is, um, like you said, an uh, uh, industry that is currently building. So it's great to, to be one of the first in it, Like like in a Ponzi scheme, it's always great to be one of the first there, right? Yeah. These are the people that benefit the most, right. even though uh, it's not a Ponzi in, in the end of the day. Yeah, it's,
0: it's not a Ponzi, but it is good to be there first because yeah, you get it at better prices.
1: Exactly. And uh, you know how to research better. And this is the most important thing. So you'll fail faster and you'll learn faster and you'll succeed faster. That's exactly. what I'm thinking. Yep. So before i let you go mark um i would be really happy to hear your answer of of my favorite question which i ask all of my guests which is like how do you think a person can do more investing rather than gambling in crypto
0: what would i do well um there are some crypto etfs um, one I love, uh, and I have uh, tokens with this crypto ETF called Tetragard, Tetragard.io. It's also traded on Uniswap, and it's a basket of Bitcoin, Ethereum, and uh, Pax G, which itself is a security token uh, with a fee token that only increases in value the more the is traded in the community. So it's like getting an interest rate. Uh, that's the way I would go. You know, something. These are proven tokens: Pax G backed by gold, Ethereum, which we've talked about. That's both a utility and a security, in my opinion. And then Bitcoin, which is kind of the, you know, the the most popular cryptocurrency out there. And um, they're also giving you an interest rate just for holding it in your wallet. Those are the types of safer investments, the way you should invest. I mean, if you look at – I always try to draw analogies to history. and If you look at um, the ETF marketplace on the stock side here in the U.S., there's been several studies that have been done. And the S&P 500 ETF has done better than 95% of the professionals – these are financial professionals in Wall Street – over the last 5, 10, 20, 25 years. So if an ETF outperforms the best of the best, then why would I try to be a market picker and go after all the peppy coins? I wouldn't. I would stay safe and um also aggressive. These crypto is aggressive by nature, and invest in something that's following the, the top tokens and, and paying me just to hold it. So um that that would be my recommendation.
1: Okay. I think that um these are really valuable advice is that um, someone that is just starting out should uh, think carefully about and do his or her own research and decide what to do next. So, Mark, thank you very much again for being a guest on my show. Good work with the tokenization of the world. And uh, I hope to have you soon on my podcast again. Let me know. Awesome, awesome. So thank you very much. To all of our listeners i hope that you enjoyed the episode and if you do please subscribe share with your friends and um, make sure to check out the next episode until then i'm power from seasonal tokens and i'll talk to you on the next one bye